1: and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on vision
0: well we're back to have another bite at the idea that discipleship leaves something to be desired in each of us individually and churches may be especially suffering under the lack of a biblical discipleship there's some challenging times ahead and being a biblical disciple might take us beyond what the disciple program of our local church might teach us. In other words, our local churches might be teaching us how to be good Baptists or how to be good Pentecostals or how to be good Roman Catholics. But what about a biblical foundation? Let's get some insights as we explore discipleship a little more deeply today with Dr. Brian Byrne, whose latest book is called Disciple Beyond Mediocrity. Brian, welcome back to 2020. Thank you Neil. Brian, what are your thoughts along the idea of rethinking church, rethinking discipleship, because somehow or other, those biblical foundations have slipped through the cracks along the way. What are your thoughts here?
1: Uh, Neil, I, I think the time we have left is absolutely limited. I think every indication in the world today is that we're sliding into the time when he's going to take us all home. But I think before he does that, he's got to do something about the church because Paul talked about that he's going to present the church as a glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. When I look at the church today, I don't see... A glorious church without spot or wrinkle or any such thing. I think the church is is very much like the church at Sardis. It's got a name, that doesn't have any life. And I think at the heart of that is the lives of individual Christians who've lost their way and lost the uh, lost the sense of being a true disciple. And let me just reflect on a bit. The word disciple was given to those who followed the Lord in the first century Uh, Peter, James and John and Andrew were called to follow and Matthew was called to follow just one word, follow me and the word follow means in the Greek walk beside me or just behind me but always within the sound of my voice and the sound of his voice is critical to being a disciple and that's lost that's gone And people, there's even a movie out about two popes, and one of the popes says that he's he's suffering because he wants to resign because he has lost touch with the sound of his voice. And you ask Christian today, when was the last time you heard him, and they'll have trouble answering.
0: Yeah, I was in a controversial conversation some time ago, and uh, the idea of there being a difference between a believer and a follower, and a disciple. And there is a certain sense in which there's some differences in there. None of that affects whether our status as being saved by grace uh, is affected, but there's a certain sense in there that you, unless you get to that point of discipleship perhaps you're not going according to the biblical model. What are your thoughts on deepening what you might understand to be a believer and a follower, right into this new and biblical foundation of being a disciple of Christ. Yeah.
1: Yeah, It's like, and the image I have of this is that you're going down a highway and you're not a Christian. So your attention is directed to a person who's standing over on the right side of the road and he's standing on the steps of a palace a magnificent palace and so he invites you to come and you come, you repent, you turn away from the old life, you confess your need of him he says take my hand, come up here uh, come into my palace so we go up the steps and we go into the entrance hall and that's where we stay we don't know that behind the entrance hall there are passages and there are doors, and there are, it's enormous, it's incredible. And there's there's one corridor which has seven rooms. Each one is a room to be a disciple. Another one has seven marks of what it means to be a prayer. How do you pray? And there are seven marks of that. And all of this is inside the palace, but the Christian, he's now a Christian, he's now saved, He's standing in the entrance hall, and he hasn't a clue what's what's inside. So he doesn't go anywhere. He doesn't search. He is just, he's just content to enjoy as far as he's got, which is the status quo. He doesn't go beyond. And there's biblical words, which I think are also missing in our search, in our life. One is the Lord's words, seek first the kingdom of God, seek and in, in Hebrews 11, 6, uh, those who come to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And Paul, seek first the kingdom of God. No, that's Jesus. Um, those who come to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. So seeking him is, has been replaced by being content with the status quo, living in the entry hall and never going beyond it.
0: You outlined seven characteristics of being a disciple, and based on the words of Jesus, I'll just quickly go through those. Denying yourself, taking up your cross, following the Lord, forsaking attachments. Abiding in his word, bearing much fruit, and loving one another. So, a wonderful biblical foundation for what it is to be a disciple. And you couple that, as uh, I can hear you saying in talking about the kingdom. Uh, This idea of, you know, we understand those kingdom elements, the pearl of great price or the treasure in the field, selling up everything you have to get a hold of that treasure because that means everything. And that means forsaking those things that hold us back, forsaking the attachments. Uh, We have trouble doing that, Brian.
1: Yeah, we do. We do. And you see, the whole heart of our old life is built around desire and some is good i want to buy a gift from my wife some is bad I i want to blacklist the neighbor the desire is how the world functions and we're tied to the world through desire that's where we make attachment the word desire in the greek means becoming attached to something so that what you're attached to won't let you go and you won't let the attachment go. And most of us know that. you know we get a desire to buy a bar of chocolate and the desire is locked in our minds and all of our lives are built around that kind of desire. Some of us good like worship and prayer, but some of us bad, some of us not good. And we are tied into that and one of the marks of a disciple is that he has learned how not to be attached to anything in the world that the world offers. That's a hard skill.
0: It's a hard skill, and let me ask you about discipleship and whether or not discipleship is contagious because we'll often look for role models, and we might have those role models in our local church but we might have good role models who are demonstrating that idea of forsaking attachments and being a sold-out disciple for Christ. Uh, you might also have bad role models, and I suspect that yeah. it's either good or bad, it's contagious. We catch the mediocrity from those who were are supposed to be role modeling for us, and we don't see that always.
1: No, we don't. We don't. And Paul had something to say about this. He said, Whatsoever you, you hear me say and see me do, um, let me be a role model for you. In other words, come into a relationship with me because I'm, doing, I'm working this out. Come into a relationship with me and learn from me. And Jesus said the same, learn from me. Let me be your role model. But that is missing because in most churches, you don't get relationships between the leaders and the individuals. So in relationship, I mean close-up stuff, where you share your lives with the other person. Everyone in a church now lives at a distance from everyone else. Or tends to. So I think the question of role modeling is, is a missing element in our church, and I think leaders, particularly leaders, need to take note of their lives, no matter how they live them, their lives are models, negatively and positively, for those who observe them.
0: Well, your latest book is called Disciple, Beyond Mediocrity. It's the second book in a trilogy. The first one was called Identity, The Way of a Disciple. The second one that's just been released recently is Disciple, Beyond Mediocrity. And there is a third one. There's one in the pipeline that's coming, and it's targeting leaders and those who serve. Give us some insight into the next one that's coming, Brian.
1: I've listened to many leaders, and they more or less to different degrees (laughs) fulfill those three things. Um, A leader has, first of all, to be a disciple. He can't get by simply being not a disciple. He has to be a true disciple. He's got to work close to the Lord, walk beside him, listen for his voice, and be subject to him. The second thing a leader has to do, again, is he's got to be a shepherd. And in Isaiah, there are marks of a shepherd, marks of leaders in Israel who were not shepherds. But there are marks of a shepherd that we find in the Lord's life. And they are the models for, I believe, everyone who leads. And the other part of it is that A leader has to be a teacher. He has to teach. And it's not just a polite Sunday sermon. That's not teaching. Not at all. A teacher is one who knows the relationship with the student, understands him individually, and builds on what is already there and takes the person one step forward. Uh, You don't do it from a pulpit. You do it in a relationship. And that's what Paul said. He said, I've taught you publicly, that's in church, if you like, and from house to house. And this is demanding standard for our leaders today.
0: Well, Brian, you've addressed your own mediocrity and spent many years being a mediocre disciple. And that has changed for you. And you've been able to put your thoughts on paper. You've been able to make application. You've been able to get into the biblical foundations of what it is to be a disciple. And so uh, these three books, a trilogy we're talking about, two of them now out Identity, the Way of a Disciple. The second one that we're talking about largely today is Disciple Beyond Mediocrity. And keep your eye out for the third one coming soon. How do you get a hold of them? Well, the publisher's website is christianfaithpublishing.com for any background you might want to know. And you can get these books on Amazon Australia. So wherever you're listening in around Australia, Amazon Australia, both in paperback and in Kindle. Our guest is Dr. Brian Byrne. Brian, thanks so much for the update today on 2020.
1: You're welcome, Neil. Thank you so much.